welcome to another episode of Light in the Dark Podcast. I am your host, Lady B. Today's episode is titled Forbidden Fruit, The Decision. Trigger warning, words used in this episode may be triggering to some. Also, I would like for you to remember that this is a safe space. Now, with that being said, how do I begin this episode? Do I put my toe in the water to feel the temperature? Or do I just dive right on in? Wait, I got it. Here we go. I'm going to give you this episode from a Christian perspective because that is the only perspective that I know. But even people who are not Christians will still be able to relate. So put on your seatbelt because I'm taking you on a journey. When Christians hear the term forbidden fruit, I, like most, immediately think of the conversation between Eve and the serpent in the garden. So Genesis 3, 1 through 6, the New King James Version, goes something like this. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. Now the last part of that verse says that Eve also gave to her husband and he ate, but that part is irrelevant at the moment. Actually, that part could be a whole other episode by itself. Now, how many times and how many different ways have each of us had a similar conversation like the one Eve and the serpent had? For those of you who have listened to this podcast for some time now, you may recall an episode where I discussed attempting suicide. And for those of you who haven't yet listened to that episode, here's a brief synopsis of it. I was in a bad place mentally and emotionally. I contemplated suicide. I prayed to the Lord. Correction, I did not pray. I vented. I remember sitting in my bed having a conversation. Now, in the old school cartoons, there would be an angel and a demon depicted on the shoulders of whomever the character was. I went through something similar to that. The angel of the Lord on one shoulder telling me not to do it. The demon on the other shoulder telling me the reasons why I should do it. I said all of that to say this. I can imagine Eve having the conversation with the serpent because I've been there several times. That suicide attempt was just one instance of having a conversation with the enemy. What I'm about to tell you now will be another instance of communicating with the enemy. Many, many years ago, I met a man. He was very appealing to the eyes. Remember when the tree was pleasant to the eyes of Eve? She looked at the tree through the serpent's lenses and not the Lord's. Well, I did the same thing. I looked at this man differently this time, even though I had seen him several times before, just like Eve had seen that same tree before. This man and I began having short, simple conversations. He gave me his number without me asking. 
he moves like he was a single man. He didn't mention having a woman. After some time and several conversations, I finally asked him had he ever been married. At that time, he confessed that he was currently married. I made up my mind then and there to no longer communicate with him. Well, that didn't last long. He asked me to let him explain. I felt like he lied by omission, so there was really nothing to explain, but I gave him the opportunity anyway. As I sat there partially listening to him, the angel and the demon showed up, one on each shoulder, figuratively speaking, of course. After some moments of back and forth between these two entities, I decided then to play the enemy's game. I looked at this man the same way the serpent had Eve look at that tree. I knew that I didn't want anything serious with this man, even before I knew his marital status. From the beginning, our vibe always felt like a friendship vibe. The moment he told me he was married, I internally questioned his motives. James 10 and 10, the New King James Version, Jesus says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I figured the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. I figured the enemy was after the anointing that the Lord blessed upon me. I figured that the enemy wanted to destroy my future. Did I see this man as a man? Yes, a man that I was highly sexually attracted to. But I also saw beyond the, nat the natural man. I saw the spirit behind the man. And even still, I decided to play the enemy's game. Now, sin is a slippery slope. When I crossed the initial line by deciding to play the game, it became easier to cross other lines. He and I continued to communicate. We would find a way to spend time with one another. Physically, we crossed a few lines. We didn't have sex, but other lines were crossed, mainly kissing and touching. I knew that what we were doing was wrong. It weighed on me, and I tried my best to ignore it. The game lasted a little while, sneaking off to spend time together, texting and calling, all done in the shrouds of darkness. One day, I decided to end the game. We both knew it would eventually come to an end. I just didn't think it would end so soon, and before we'd even had sex. So, on one hand, I didn't get the D. On the other hand, I do believe in the saying that once you have sexual intercourse with one person, you have sex with every person that that person has been with and so on. I also believe that sexual intercourse not only involves physical beings, but spirits as well. If any of this has gone over anyone's head, I do apologize, but this is the only way I know how to say what I'm saying. I look at it this way. My flesh had fun. My flesh enjoyed the things that were done in the shrouds of darkness. Had he and I had sex, I'm sure my flesh would have enjoyed that as well. But my spirit man knew I was wrong. I sometimes wondered what the consequences of me being blatantly disobedient to the Lord would have been. I knew if I continued with the game, then the consequences may have been too high of a price for me to pay. So... I ended the game and repented to the Lord. Romans 8 and 1, the King James Version says, 
There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. The Lord has forgiven me, but society might not. And that's fine by me. In this episode, you didn't hear me say much about the married man, his choices, or his actions. But I will say that at some point in all of our lives, we've wanted or had something or someone that was considered forbidden. We've all had the good versus evil, right versus wrong conversation. Maybe you were young and snuck the cookie out of the cookie jar when your mom told you no cookies before dinner. You had the conversation of whether or not you were going to sneak a cookie anyway. In this case, the forbidden cookie. Maybe you stole a piece of candy from the corner store, the forbidden candy. You had a conversation about whether or not you were going to do it. Maybe you flirted with a man or a woman whom you knew was with someone else, the forbidden man or woman. You had a conversation before you made a choice. Maybe you married someone whom you knew was not right for you. You had a conversation before you did it. We've all had an Eve versus serpent forbidden fruit conversation. We've all had or done something or someone that we shouldn't have. In John 3:17 and 20 through 21, the New King James Version, Jesus says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Basically what's being said was that people who are doing evil or wrong hate the light, the light being Jesus Christ. People doing wrong do not go to the light because their dirty deeds will be exposed. There will be confession to more than just Jesus. But the one who does what's right goes to the light. Once again, the light being Jesus Christ. That what the person has done will be clearly seen as in there is nothing to be ashamed of. I've chosen to shed light on the decisions that I made that could only survive in darkness. After all, the name of this podcast is Light in the Dark. Before I get out of here, I want to go on record saying that I am not a licensed therapist, counselor, etc. If you need a therapist, counselor, etc., then please seek a licensed therapist, counselor, etc. There is no shame in getting your mental health together. Now, on that note, I am your host, Lady B, and until next time, this is...